Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Timothy Robert Dunn. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. This is a talk show. Talk show? It's a podcast. It's a political podcast in which I uh, speak uh, about the week's uh, political events with former President Abraham Lincoln. Uh, come back to life. He came back to life to weigh in on the election, and we've just still kept doing the show ever since the election ended. Uh, it's called 15 Minutes with Lincoln. We're It's never 15 minutes. Just a heads up. It's like 23, 24. That's part because he just hangs around. He's got a lot to say. And then part just lazy editing on my part. I just said part a lot. Um, but let's get to it. All I have to do is say his name three times to summon him. Here we go. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Timothy Robert Dunn. Hello, sir. How are you? I am good. Looks like we are in the bigger studio again today. We're in the big studio today. Uh, let's. This is where they do uh, live streaming of, of video game, uh, like, Let's Plays. Uh, uh-huh. You can ask if you don't know something. I don't want to oh, you don't know, know anything else about video games. Oh. You know, people make a lot of money just playing video games online. I'm sure they do. I've just got the taste, and I'm not a fan. Wait, which video game did you play? Mostly Pokemon Go. Oh, you should, you know, we'll get into this later. Lock them, load them up. Again, that's not the catch. For, it's got to catch them all. But I have the tune right. You do. I don't know how you have the tune right, but the lyrics wrong. But yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I guess I don't quite have the ear for music. Sir, how was your week? My week was fairly well, I suppose. How mm-hmm. was yours? Pretty good. What did I do this weekend? Oh, I uh, I went up to uh, Minnesota to have like a a dinner with my girlfriend's family. Ah, yeah. Did they really put you in the vice grip about when you're gonna make her an honest lady? Uh that that never came up. That never came up. Thankfully, I did break a glass, which was a bummer. Not like in anger. I just <laughs> I just sure. knocked a glass over. That happens to the best of us. Yeah, but it was like a commemorative glass, I guess. Oh, yeah. Cool. So. Wow, this feels terrible. But the uh, her grandmother was like, "It's really." It, I don't want to do an old old lady voice. Um, her grandmother did was like as nice as possible about the commemorative glass uh-huh. breaking. Yeah. Wow, it sounds a lot like. Um, well, you probably um, you probably have seen this movie. I bet it's a classic. Meet the Fockers. How do you know Meet the Fockers? Did you like go on a run of? Because you last week you watched Old School. Old School really holds up. Gotta tell you. Yeah. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> And so, th- this past week, have you just been watching modern comedies? I watched a couple comedies recently. And, okay. Uh, boy, Meet the Fockers made me laugh. I'll tell you. That's the one with, uh, boy, Robert De Niro. I don't know and... the actors' names. Like I've said before, I'm not too keen of actors. Okay. Because a high proportion of them have shot me in shot. the head. I think that's unfair. Uh, a high pro- Do you mean a high proportion of the people that have killed you have been actors? No, the high proportion of actors, in my opinion, have shot me in the head. No, that's not fair. Sir. Compared There's to so- any other profession, they're all, yeah, fine. They're all at a big old fine. goose egg. 100% of the people that have shot you have been actors. Correct. You're totally right. Now, that is a statistic we can all agree upon. Yeah. Um, meet the fuckers, though. I got to tell you. Did you watch Meet, meet the Parents? What's that? Okay, so Meet the Parents is where the um, Ben Stiller, the, the sort of bumbly, nervous guy. Oh, you mean Gaylord Fokker? Yeah, I don't. Gay I mean, Fokker. I don't remember, sir. I don't. If you say it fast, you know what it kind of sounds like, Gay Fokker. Let's. Uh, so, anyways, uh, in the first I one, I didn't write that joke. They wrote that joke. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> in the first one, Call he him just by his name. 
In the first one, Gaylord Fokker meets uh, the parents, and it's. I think that's actually the best one out of the three. There are three? Yeah. I think, I think there's one about them having kids later. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. I have not watched these in a while. Well, I've only seen Meet the Fockers, and I got to tell you, that was a laugh riot. So let's dive into politics. Let's dive in. Uh, this is a surprisingly dense uh, news week. There's a lot going on. Sure. Uh, Donald, uh, ugh, that was rude of me. President-elect uh, Donald Trump. You can't just call him Donald. The Donald. <laughs> well, you can. You're a former president. Yeah, well. Um, uh, briefly, uh, so he had this carrier deal um, in which he came out and announced, uh, and this gets iffy, uh, announced, uh, you know, 1,100 do- uh, 1, not dogs, jobs uh, kept in the state of Indiana. 1,100 dogs is a I, nightmare I scenario. Know you're afraid of 1,100 dogs? dogs? That is enough. That's a high I, enough quality quantity to run Indiana by themselves. I, I should they have would, said dogs. Right, they would find little resistance amongst the people of Indiana. For new listeners, um, for who could look in the face of a pack of eleven hundred dogs and dare to stand up against them? One of the one of the places where uh, Abraham Lincoln lived for a while in his youth was uh, was it Mount Salem? No, uh, New Salem was New, in Illinois. New Salem. Yes. And it was almost overrun by dogs a couple times. When we had a new settlement, occasionally there would be packs of wild dogs yeah. that would run into town, and you had to drive them out because, get out of here, dogs. Humans live here. We are so off course. Uh, 1,100 jobs was what Donald announced. Oh, God, got me again. President-elect Donald Trump uh-huh. announced 1,100 jobs kept. Um, it turns out it was closer to... I want to say like seven, maybe 800. Um, and uh, a union leader. Sir, can you put down those mints? These are mints. Yeah. Oh, they smell good. Do you want to have one? Mm, have just a, one. Yeah, have a mint. I'll keep explaining this. Um, a union leader uh, went on CNN and, and talked to reporters about, can you just get the package out away from the microphone a little bit? I'm trying to open it. Okay. Um, at that point, after that CNN segment, Donald, ah, President-elect Donald Trump, uh, went, uh, to stop, you're closing it right by the mic. Sorry. Okay, it's all right. I, I apologize. Go ahead and try it, just so we get that out of the way. Mmm. Yeah, it's, it's refreshing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, went on Twitter, and the president, uh, sort of put out a Twitter assault on this, uh, guy, uh, saying that he's a, a terrible union leader and that he's the reason why all these jobs left, and he has since then received death threats. Uh, you can say all you want about not... Uh, I'm trying to think what the counter-argument is here. Give Donald a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that uh, Twitter mm. should be used in this way by the president? Well, the... Donald Trump has said many times that Twitter is a modern form of communication, which helps because it explains it to me because I did not know it was a modern form of communication. I think it might be a bit of a trite definition for those of you who are already living in modernity. But like I have said before, modernity, mo problems. But anyhow. Hold on. That's a great new catchphrase. I I stole it. Oh, you did? I saw it somewhere else. Ah, bummer. Okay, keep going. But at least I fessed up to it. You did. <laughs> Ah, he's he's good with the press stuff, isn't he? Yeah. How are you with the press? Oh, you want to know? Um, sure. Well, uh, honestly, 
pretty underrated with the press. The first thing everyone's going to say is that I suspended the writ of habeas corpus and had a bunch of my political opponents jailed for writing things about me that I didn't agree with. But once you look past that... I'm sorry, because I'm not familiar with this story. Were, uh, were these people... Um, I'm sleepy. That mint really filled me up. I'm going to need a post-mint nap. Were these... Were these Confederate politicians? No, of course not. They were already in a, in a state of active rebellion. I could not have arrested them had I wanted to, for their governments did not recognize the sovereignty of the United States over their own state governments and their sham Confederacy. Okay, so these were Union politicians. Oh, of course, Copperheads. But they were, they were uh, elected by the people. Copperheads has a nice ring to it. It does. I'm not arguing. Most of them were journalists. They owned newspapers, or they wrote columns, or they just said things about me, or the war effort that I did not appreciate or approve of. You threw journalists in jail? Oh, hell yeah, baby. Don't say that. Lock oh, hell yeah, up. baby. That's, lock them no, stop, up. No, stop saying lock them up. That's not a good... Okay. Um, I understand... Here's where, I, here's where I can understand where you're coming from. You were trying to win a war. Not just any war. Yeah. An open rebellion. The Constitution stated plainly, and I have said this many a time upon this great podcast, that the Constitution affords the president the ability to suspend the writ of habeas corpus during times of active or open rebellion or when the public safety should require it. What better case than an outright civil war? But don't the people have the right to fair and balanced journalism? Terrific question. If you were to read Justice Chief Justice Roger Taney's opinion when he told me that I should not be suspending the writ of habeas corpus, he would also agree with you that that was part of the freedom of speech that uh -huh. must always be upheld. I ignored that ruling. Let me tell you more about what I did with the press. Okay, I'm still sort of hung up on this you throwing uh, reporters in jail. Yeah, reporters who said something about, oh, the war effort was bad, or, or, or we're losing or well, something. Sometimes you were losing in the war effort. Well, <laughs> I'll lock you up too no, then. Okay, you can't we lock can't, me up. We cannot have no room for copperheads on this side. And honestly, it wasn't just me who did this. A lot of my generals did this as well. For, on my behalf, Sherman went after people like a crazy person. Oops, that was uh, insensitive. Just saying crazy person? Well, he kind of was a crazy person. Oh, okay. I, I understand. Burnside went after people who like a mad dog. Uh-huh. So the two. Okay. Yeah. He was, no, not just them, but uh, 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 all of my other. Uh, Burnside Mead went after people as well on my behalf, jailing people, critics, dissenters, anyone who were discouraging the raising of an army. They were actively, in that sense, uh, helping with the rebellion. I guess my point is, aren't these impeachable offenses? Impeached by who? Uh, the Congress? I suspended the writ of habeas corpus. They were they were totally constitutional, in my opinion, even though the Supreme Court said otherwise. Hey, this isn't my problem. This is the Constitution as written. This is what the president could do anytime. I mean, in a few months, Donald Trump could do this as well. Something to think about, I guess. I'm um, sure you've already considered that, is that he could throw he could throw any journalist he wants in jail already. He doesn't have to open up any libel laws. He just needs to prove that there is the public safety is at risk. Now, two journalists in New York actually did write something quite false they spread a false news story around saying that i was trying to draft four hundred thousand additional troops and we would have a day of humiliation to mourn a great big loss in the civil war and i not oh, well, only that's just dumb that yeah, it was a fake news right story. anyone should have known it was false but it was spread all over uh, the place people I'm, shared it i'm glad you brought that up we have a similar problem nowadays uh we have this issue called pizzagate this past week um pizzagate uh was a false news story uh propagated by these I don't know what to call them other than fake news, uh, fake, fake news sites online. Um, sometimes uh, propagated by Russian citizens to help affect the election. 
Uh, and in this one, stay out of it, Ruskies. <laughs> in this one, um, the fake news was that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring. Hillary Clinton was running it no, herself? Stop saying, no, it was false. This was a lie, but the lie was that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring in uh, the basement of a, a pizza restaurant. Why would she need to do that? She was already million, had millions of dollars from all those emails she sold. Okay, she didn't sell the emails. Wait, have you been looking at fake news? I've, I was under the impression she was selling state secrets and making millions of dollars, and that was the point of the Clinton Foundation, was that she used her influence in order to gain for, uh, curry favors and influence and just rack in the donations. Were, so you, also, she... were you also under the impression that one of the investigators uh, of uh, her emails uh, wound up dead in his own apartment? Yes. Okay, that's all fake news. you got to stop reading that. That's fake? Yes, that's all lock fake. Lock them up. Stop, lock stop playing. Stop yeah, saying President, lock them up. President Obama has a duty. He should have arrested all of those people, and he should have thrown them in jail. And he not only should have done, he, he should have done what I did. He should have shut down their newspapers as well, because I did that to those papers in New York for printing that false story. Shut down their sites, throw them in jail. The Constitution doth require. I, I don't know if these are similar situations. Uh, oh, the Civil War tore this country apart <laughs> and set us back longer than we could ever be set back. Uh-huh. Uh, Donald Trump was just elected president of the United States. Okay. If you would ask uh, me, they do seem comparable. Why else would fate bring us together to do this podcast at this time unless I was supposed to guide us through national strife once more? Also, I don't have a lot going on right now. So you've just been reading fake news? Well, I didn't know it was fake. How can you tell it's fake? I mean, one thing's on the internet, the other thing's on the internet. I use your phone all the time, can, and I just... Uh, that still bugs me. Can you just, uh, when you read a news story, send me an email and be like, Hey, Tim, is this real or not? Oh, well, who says that you're the one who can decide if something is real or not? Now, that is also a problem if we, if we only let the government or one person decide what is real. That is state-sponsored sponsored news. Although that's something I also was kind of guilty of as well. Can I just give you some good news sources? Uh, sure. Will uh, they have any biases I should know about? Yes, all of them. There's no such thing as journalism without... That's true. All yeah. journalists have always been biased, such as yes. Horace Greeley, who always got up under my, my craw. You obviously know about him, but he was always pushing me to be more of an active abolitionist in the office. And when I would go out of my way to be an abolitionist, such as when I instituted the... the, uh, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation? Is that what that was called? Are you kidding yes, me? Yes, right that's now? what that was called. Okay. I got your ass. <laughs> what I was well, as I was saying, most most politic most uh, newspapers hated it. They thought it was stupid. They thought it was just a, a signatory gesture. They they didn't think anyone was going to remember it. Let they alone thought it was a stunt. Yes. Yeah. To change the tide of the the perception of the tide of the war, which they were not interested in changing themselves. But I had many a backdoor way of influencing the press. I would grant some of them interviews and other people not interviews and not, not sit-downs, but more so, hey, come into this meeting. And then I'd let them sit and observe and listen a little bit. Or I would send someone a letter and then, and then also send someone in the press a copy of that letter so they could leak that letter out. I was pretty good. But, okay, that, that is exactly what Donald Trump is doing now. Um, we're worried about whether or not he's actually going to establish a White House press pool. And whether or not he's going to grant access to people like, let's say, Breitbart. Uh, well, of course, you've probably been reading some Breitbart. Oh, yeah. Breitbart has told me a lot about, um, well, uh, something uh, about climate change is not real and also the, something about white slaves. Wait, I'm sorry. What was the white slaves thing? Just to make, like an argument about how, like, what are black people complaining about? White people were slaves, too. They were indentured servants coming over from Ireland. 
Just like stop reading Breitbart. If now, gonna... I thought that was the stupidest argument I'd ever heard. Okay, I appreciate reasons. that. I appreciate that. But I read it. Let me give you three. Okay? Three good ones. Uh, I really hesitate to say this. Mm. CNN. Um, it is the slowest. Um, let's give it its due. It's left-leaning. Um, a news service, but it's it's the, unfortunately the best that we have. I think, honestly, I'm a little left-leaning these days. I can't tell I for think sure. so, too. So yeah. maybe I would like that. What was interesting about the Civil War is that this was the first time news was able to actually be readily digested and available for people because it was uh, it, it was happening in such close proximity. Before, we'd have wars in Mexico or somewhere else, and it would take weeks for news to reach back from the battlefront to the people. But this could be digested quickly. Um, another one, BBC. That's uh, British news. No. <laughs> Sir, why? You seem to have here's, something against the British. Here's their news story. Okay. Here's their news story. Breaking news. Um <laughs> I took off my hat. Now I put back on me hat. Breaking news. That was the same impression when you impersonated British comedy last week. That was, that what was. is it with you and British hats? I, I don't understand what this it, impression. Ask not what is with me and British hats. Ask only what is with the British and their hats. Are you just talking about the guards outside Buckingham Palace? Those All dudes of them with got the big silly ass hats. <laughs> Do you know when I was running for president, you know how I told you that I never campaigned? <clears throat> yes, you uh, so you or someone else wrote a book, and then people shopped it so, around. So um, it wasn't a book, but it was my own autobiography released. Okay. So I should come clean a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, I did actually campaign, but not openly. In fact, instead, I, I used all of my money, and I bought a newspaper in Illinois that was a German-speaking newspaper so I could influence the German immigrants to vote for me in the presidential election. And it was really effective. The Germans really voted for me. Uh, but no one ever knew that I was the one who owned the paper who was writing things like, Abraham Lincoln, he should be the next president. So, I mean, it seems like, I don't want to use a word like exploited, but you um, marketed yourself specifically to one group, and they seemingly got you into office. And, well, other groups got me into office as well, but I did look out for the Germans as, as president. I looked out for the German immigrants and made sure that they were not harassed. Sir, first off, I'm glad that we've reached a point where I can just say, just stop with the fake news. That that's let's say that's covered. In well, this discussion of you jailing journalists and, and things yes. of this nature, I'm a, I don't know. Do you think there's an argument that you were a dictator during your time? Now there was an argument that I was actually quite kind to many a journalist as well. I mean, the guy who helped me write my autobiography, I gave him a nice position in the Yeah, government. that's that's just and, you. Anyone who wrote something nice about me while I was campaigning pretty much ended up with a really swell government job. That's pay-to-play politics. They're just doing you favors. And Say then you, what? That's just... <sighs> dictator, really? You want to call me? I was fairly I'm elected by these people dictator, of the United States. I'm not saying you're a dictator. I'm just States. saying you didn't obey by the ruling of the Supreme Court. You sound like a copperhead to me. I'm not If you're not helping the union, you're helping the Confederacy, and you can get marching. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. You watched all the Star Wars films. You know what that means. Yes, I know what that means. But you know what? What? I'm Qui-Gon in this. <laughs> you did die early on and... Um, Killed by... Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah. Hmm. That movie is the best. It's not. So you have concerns, questions. What are they? I am no dictator. I Let was me, barely uh, elected. I wrote some stuff down. I got some stuff in my bag here. Let me just... Uh... Oh, that's a nice-looking photo of yourself. Oh, yeah. We don't need to focus on that. Uh, when was that taken? Like 10 years ago? 
Uh, so th- it's a headshot. Actors have um, headshots. Uh, it's like a picture of yourself. It's a very flattering picture of yourself that hmm. you give to. That's not. Um, that's interesting. That's how you define what a headshot is. To me, it's something a little different. I suppose I walked into that one, uh, and I apologize. Um, yeah, you you go to auditions and then you present a very flattering picture of yourself, and then that that's something that the casting director. Why do you uses. have to give them a picture? They can see you right there. Um, just so that when you leave the room, it's like the best version of you in the room with them there. Ah, so and then on the back it has your resume. So what are you auditioning for, King Lear? Um, you would make a good Edmund. I appreciate that. That's um, is Edmund a hero or a villain? A bastard. A villainous bastard. But I'm uh, not going to read a into nuanced that character, too. nonetheless. Okay, fine. Um, I uh, I'm actually doing a, a commercial audition, so I'm I'm just oh. I kind of have my stuff ready for our show for us to get some sort of sponsorship. No, uh, it's just for me. Uh, it'd just be making me money if I got it. So, but we don't have to focus on that. I just feel like um, okay, okay. It's a Fritos commercial, is what I'm I'm auditioning for tomorrow. Fritos. Yes, they're. It's Go- a, some sort of government bond? No, it's um, potato chips. It's like or corn chips. It's corn chips. It's food. It's a snack food. It sounds delicious. Yeah, and I play the king of the party. Hmm. So, I feel bad when I talk about acting to you because it just feels like my accomplishments are just not even. They don't even register as compared to yours. No, I, I I'm sure that there is a place in the canon of Western accomplishments of all men for king of the party and a Fritos commercial. And I wish you all the luck in the world. It feels like this is you having like a grudge against actors. And I'm just saying, I'm not going to shoot you in the face, okay? I'm not that, not all actors would do that. Right. They would just shoot me in the back okay, of the Okay, you head. know what? You need to let that go. Shoot me in the face if you've got the stones. The rest of you, clearly, you yellow bellied cowards, want to take it from behind. Um. Was there something problematic with how I said that? No, I don't care at this point. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else news-wise we should cover. What do you think about a critic of the environmental protection? Oh, boy, there's so many things to unpack there. Um, There's this thing called the Environmental Protection Agency. Sure. It protects our environment. Mm -hmm. Um, In your time, it would have been, uh, oh, you didn't even have the national parks at that point. We have national parks, which are these wide open spaces to help preserve um, our environment. Sure, and, the uh, inherent beauty of these United States. Yes. Um, uh, created by, I want to say, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, and now the Environmental Protection Agency protects us against climate change, which is not fake like that news story told you. Hmm. Okay. I see. And now Donald Trump's going to put a critic of the EPA overall in that position. Well, some criticism is healthy, I suppose. But a person that just doesn't even believe in the Environmental Protection Agency, that's not a good idea. Seems a little goofy. It does seem a little goofy. You wouldn't put an atheist in charge of the Catholic Church. No, you would not. I tell you what you would put. What's even worse? What's that? You put a Catholic in charge of a Catholic Church. (laughs) Sir, do you want to go out on that joke? I thought it was pretty well done. It was a good joke. It was a pretty good joke. Now listen. Yeah. I don't care who says what. I am taking several more of these mints with me. No one's going to stop you from taking them. Stop. You're just... Just open them and take the mints. Don't... There, are they good? Mm. Well, I'll see you. 
I think I think we. I I'm just hoping he'll like email me with news stories from now on. That really worries me. Uh, that our former president is. Looking at Breitbart. Um, I wish I hadn't told him about my Fritos commercial. Um, I just feel like he doesn't think I'm, like, super successful or anything. And I don't know. just kind of bugs me. Folks, if you have questions for Abraham Lincoln, you can email us. You can email us at 15 minutes. That's numerical 1515minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. What else? You can find us on Twitter or Facebook. Rate, review, and subscribe. I think that's everything. We'll see you next time.